Test one, two, test one, two. Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Take one. Welcome back to the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. And when I say welcome back, I mean, uh, this is a new episode, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to it, y'all. Testing. This is not what's going test. on in my head, though. So it's not what's that? Is that? I, I, you know what? I said that for you, damn it. Because I knew you were thinking, yeah. well, what do you mean, welcome back? My brain never stops processing anything, let alone the show. So. <laughs> well, good. We need that. See us on our website. It's thevocalminority.net. You can catch on to our socials and communicate with the program. This feels odd, dude. Whose computer was that? I was playing a uh, harp for you because you're angelic. <laughs> Thank you. Very good, Ring. It feels odd to be recording. We're recording, uh, and I guess this doesn't matter, but it, we're recording at a different time, and it feels odd. We're going on. Va- I'm going on vacation. I'm leaving, so uh, it just feels weird today. Yeah. Now I get to edit you out of context and post this before you can possibly <laughs> figure it out. So, good. It'll be dude. fun. I hope that you'll always take my blithering statements away. Sure. I don't know if there's an edit tool for that or not, but I, I always do my best. So. Well, I'm getting ready to go on vacation as we were getting the show ready today. Brewski starts talking to me about a vacation that he's got some friends that are on. This story, uh, I don't know. I don't even know if people could relate to this or not, but I found it so interesting. Talk, hmm. talk to me, Brewski. Okay, so uh, I have a bunch of friends uh, from Seattle who are all going on vacation to uh sunny detroit (laughs) (laughs) Um, my pseudo hometown wow okay exactly but that's they up for parole or something why would they be going (laughs) no well one of the people among well two of the people brother and sister amongst the group uh their family is from there and they they moved to seattle when they were very young and and that sort of thing there. Um, but you know what, though? If you go downtown, like Greek town and all that sort of thing, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun casinos and, and a lot of, and all the sports <laughs> venues that I, I mean, it's downtown. It's really not that bad. It really isn't. What about eight mile, dude? Let's go hang out at eight mile late uh, at night. You know, as long as I can go to buddy's pizza and get some pizza there, then, then I'm, then I'm, I'm okay. You know? Um, yeah. But so I just mentioned this to Nick because it's a thought that was stuck in my head. And I didn't know if perhaps this was something wrong with me if I were not a well-adjusted, uh, mature individual uh, at my mm. age of fifty-two. No, we but, know that's. I mean, we know you're not mature, dude. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, none of us are. Don't take okay, it so, at least a little yes to all of those things, but uh, <laughs> yeah. to, to what degree? I guess. Okay, so 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 here's here's the deal. So amongst this group of people, it was probably about six or eight of them. Two women, a couple. One of the women used to be married to one of the guys. Okay. So we had, so we, we got two guys, Devin and Corbett. They were married with married to uh, Cass and Becky. Okay, got they a nice little foursome of friends going here. Cass and Becky decided that they wanted to be together, and they divorced Devin and Corbett, and they too became a couple and got married. So I said to myself, I said, "Well, I I don't think I could do that. Like, I mean, I couldn't go on vacation or even be friendly with." My ex-wife and the person she left me with, left me for. You, you know. mentioned before in the show that you find it preposterous that exes would hang out. I believe you uh, admonished me more and Bruce Willis for having the audacity to still socialize with each other. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just. This is my question, Brisky. First of all, uh, do any of these people have kids? No. All right. 
So they're just remaining friendly. And my question is to you, have you ever had a relationship that has ended friendly? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And why couldn't you hang out with that person now? Even if they had another boyfriend or a husband, why couldn't you hang out with them? If it ended friendly, like, what would be the eh, harm in that? Eh. I just, <laughs> but, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like I, it may have ended on good terms, quote yeah. unquote, right? But at the same time, I'm not trying to be your buddy and your friend going forward. See, it's interesting to me because I'm the only one. Steve can't speak on this because he's got kids. You know, I mean, you yeah. can speak on it, but it's different. You know what I mean? Uh, With Jamie, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, dude. I. Uh, my relationships that have ended well have usually ended only because like you know we grew apart and we just became friends like there was not a lot of romance left in the relationship so if we became such great friends that we were together for a while why wouldn't we continue that afterwards and, yeah. and, and I get that. If that works for you, that's that's fantastic. No, I can understand not calling them and being like, let's just you and I go chill. But if they're in a group of people, it still bothers you. It's a, and it sometimes just feels a little weird because I always think that because uh, and I'm going to sound really bad when I say this. Please. I do. just I just always think that women, no matter how well uh, a relationship ends, women are always going to be catty and, and they're always going to be in that group of people because they want to hear that your life is real crappy or that, uh, you know, you're not dating somebody right now or, you know what I mean? Like they're going to gossip about you. And, and I know what you're saying, but that's that's got to be I mean, that's your issue because I'm mean, projecting. Do you want to hear that they're not doing well? Yeah. No, not at all. As a matter of fact, I no, I, I don't. Because if that point, at that point, there, if we're uh, away from each other, even if she's dating somebody and I'm not, I, I whatever you're doing now with your romantic life, awesome. Right. You know, that's, well. yeah, exactly. So, what was the original question here, as far as uh, the couples hanging out with somebody who left you for the other? Because that that's an extra layer of weird, but also the whole ex wives turning gay thing is is a, is a whole other topic that I've seen before. To yeah, me, well, that almost makes it even easier. The fact that they realized that they were gay and said, or bi, I guess, well, it'd make it easier for me if they were gay. If they well, realized, oh, we're gay and we really like you, we fell in love, sorry. It'd be easier for me to say, oh, I wish you well, dude. I'm glad we're not together anymore if you're gay. I mean, my, my initial reaction, um, I had wondered if Jamie would go gay after our marriage, but I part of me would feel did? like I ruined. Oh, yeah. Why no. What? Yeah. You did? Uh, I had, uh, yeah, I wondered for sure. I wouldn't have been shocked by it, we'll just say. I mean, based on her approach to sex and all that kind of stuff, part of me wondered if something wasn't quite right there mm. and maybe that that would have been the issue. I would feel like I ruined her. I, w I, I would feel like I ruined men for her. <laughs> My ex was like, you know what? I'm giving up on men altogether after you. <laughs> I'm, go I'm going with women. I think I would feel kind of crappy about that. I think yeah. I would take that personally in a bad way. I could see it, dude. I could see it. But I mean, it's, I think it all has a self-esteem thing to do with ourselves. You know, the fact that we feel bad about that is obviously our ego, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what? If someone you loved is now happy and dating the right sex for them, then whatever, dude. I mean, yeah, we're only so, on this planet for a short time. That's the other question is, where does that come from? Like, were you really closeted gay all your life and now you've come out? Were you bisexual? Like, where did this come from? Because 
you know, being gay is not a choice. So I, I, part of me, yeah, would wonder exactly where that came about from. You know, here's an um, interesting thought for you or question for you, Steve. Yeah. I'm, I want to be delicate by saying this. And, I, and hey, as I say don't start it, now. <laughs> as I say it, I'm going to tell you that I'm not a believer in this because I just don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. But I read an article that was talking about women, especially like right around our age, middle-aged women, you know, 40s to 50. Young spry women, yes. Right, who have been with, uh, you know, a man, say, all their life, maybe married and has kids, have gone into a lesbian relationship after a divorce or something like that. Because, I mean, there's got to be more than just this reason, but this is what the article was about, was that it's so much more convenient. I mean, it's easier. But how do you apply the gays a choice, though? Uh, well, I don't think being gay is a choice, but I mean, maybe you do. I, my thought is, is that if you can do that, you didn't realize that you were bisexual. At Listen, the very no least. guy has ever done that, right? I don't think so. Maybe in prison. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, Situationally, com- perhaps. But. Completely different, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of a, you know, not that I've heard of anyway, so, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's got to be more going on there. I know a woman in this town, married to a, a I knew them both, a husband and wife, and they got divorced. She ended up uh, going to the other side. <laughs> she was dating a woman, um, stereotype here. It was the uh, gym coach at the school here. <laughs> the female gym coach was gay. Did she wear And they were together. Right. Yeah, I'm sure they were. I mean, yeah, they were a, a walking lesbian stereotype and they were together for two years and then she left the woman and went back to her husband. So and she's bi. I, I, I guess. Or maybe, maybe she maybe she thought that she was and then she right. kind of got in there and said, you know, maybe this isn't what I what I really want. You're right. That was There's my place for experimental. Yeah, right, right, right. But to blow up your marriage and go uh, go gay for the day or whatever you want to call it and then be like, you know, maybe this wasn't right. And then go back to the husband. I don't know how he wasn't so deflated. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then again, he brought her back to the, the straight side. So like I was saying earlier, I would take offense that, you know, okay. you're gay after me. Oh, okay. <laughs> brought her back to the fold. Did, did, did he really? Or did she just go back to him because it was what she knew and it was easy and ah. comfortable and convenient? And then at that point, yes, I right. really don't want you back because now i really call into question do you really want to be with me or is this a comfort thing you know how would you ever feel safe and comfortable in that relationship again not only did she leave you and come back but she left you was dating a woman and then came back i mean the this poor guy i mean the insecurities he must have uh, to me if you leave me you leave me i have seen multiple scenarios of kind of what you know we kind of started with this where People get divorced, they go off on their own for a year, and then they end up getting back together because they have both come to the realization it is so much harder on your own, being single parents and all that crap. So they realize, like, you know what? Maybe I'm better off just being in an unhappy marriage because you get to split half the bills and all that stuff. So it's the old, to me, like when the milk goes bad, you don't put it back in the fridge and hope that in a month somehow it's better. So, yeah, I would say once the door is closed, it should close. But I have seen couples get back together for that reason, and it never works out well. Like you said, I don't see how it gets any better uh, at all, you know. Well, to circle back to the beginning of this chat, I don't know why the hell they're going to Detroit. I don't care how many casinos that town has nowadays. There's a hundred other places to go to. Um, But to answer your question about if I got divorced and one of my other friends then married Jamie and would we all hang out together? Like, 
it's not out of the realm of possibilities, but that's uh, you've got a few layers of weirdness going on. The fact that uh, the ex-wife turned gay and then married your other buddy, and that's a lot of dynamics. I mean, but at the end of the day, it's whatever everyone's comfortable with. Good luck on their Detroitification. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Tell them to go to Cottage and Pizza while they're there. That's the best part of uh, southeastern Michigan. So, uh, you know. <laughs> I want to go to the town where, you know, you always tell me you're from Ann Arbor. Is that the truth or is it a lie? Well, I'm actually from Chelsea, Michigan, which is just outside of Ann Arbor. And then I moved to Ann Arbor when I graduated, lived there until I moved to Seattle. Ah, uh, I so see. So Ann Arbor is the, the better known town. You know, most people don't know Chelsea. So I what's the, uh, what's the that's movie? that's where U of M is, by the way. So What's the Cusack movie from? Gross Point Blank. Oh, Gross yeah. Point Blank. Yeah, yeah, sure. Gross yeah. Point is the uh, nice part of Detroit. That's the, the rich part. Always, man. I always wanted to move there when I saw the movie. I was like, "Oh man, that looks like a cool area." But no, but it would be but, like finding the nice part of Tacoma. Like, why would you want to go there? You know. I see. All right. Well, find us online, thevocalminority.net. It's been a fun show. We'll uh, talk to you all later. <laughs> mm. Thank you, drive through. You're welcome. All right. Let's talk about some things. Uh, I've got a list here of phrases that instantly make people dislike you. Phrase number one, I'm from Detroit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hi, I'm Kid Rock. Yeah, so no, let's let's run through a few of these and uh, see what happens. And uh, please. Yeah, speaking of Kid Rock, our Kid Rock video just still is getting freaking comments. I don't know what is going on with that video, but people are still commenting on it. The story is evolving, and I think it's just staying in the limelight, you know. Yeah, I suppose. And to talk about that real quick, I find it funny that, you know, Bud Light basically pulled back their support of Dylan Mulvaney and kind of, I don't know, kind of yeah. fired the lady, dude, right? I, I don't know what their formal relationship was. I, I know that they're either not doing more or, or what. I don't know. They crushed those cans of her. I mean, those were never made for. No, no, no. Use. I don't mean Dylan. I mean the marketing lady that uh, that made Dylan oh, come yeah. on. They fired her. I, I don't know if they fired her. They seem to have uh, shelved her, put her on the side. And by the way, that woman's edict was to reach out to younger groups because Bud Light is, you know, is losing market share way before all this. So, yeah. you know, this woman was told, find progressive causes and attack to it but yeah it's backfired and so then they pulled back from dylan mulvaney and now a bunch of gay bars are dropping bud light because now they're like well if you're going to not support dylan mulvaney anymore we're not going to sell your bud light so bud light has unified everyone now hating bud light the left and the right how do you get everyone to hate you just follow the example of bud light right so that's uh that's funny so now yeah i'm curious to see what is going to happen about because now it seems like no one likes them so We'll see what I their still, next I marketing like is. Do you like them? I mean, is that just a worst case scenario? Would you order Bud Light at a bar if you had twenty? Absolutely. Bars? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Really? It's what I normally order at a bar. Yeah. It's I mean, what's in my fridge at home. Really? Are you yeah. Pitt from Detroit? Where the hell is Bud Light no. coming? Well, but so so here's the thing. So back several years ago, when uh, the Patriots played in um, Tennessee against the Titans in um, Nashville. Uh, they literally ran out of Bud Light in Nashville. They had to pull it from other areas because of all the Patriot fans drinking all the Bud Light at the bars. Interesting. Now, see, I saw a video that I swore was in Massachusetts of some sporting event where there was no line at the Bud Light tent and all everyone else was all lining up at the others. And it it, almost, it seemed controlled. No, that, 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 no, so that, that, that was taken at Fenway Park. And what they don't tell you is that is that, that video was taken actually it was two separate times and the time that they took the video at for the at the Bud Light thing 
was after the seventh inning after they saw beer sales. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah. Right. Something seemed off to me. I couldn't believe nobody's buying beer when there's a line. I also want to say, okay. Yeah, no, 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 no. Completely just all false. Well, there is a new beer out. Uh, before we get to our other list here, it's called Even Gayer Light Beer. This might be a new choice for you. Uh, Last Friday, Necromancer Brewing, a craft beer company out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, released its first light American lager dubbed Even Gayer Light Beer. That's what the can says, Even Gayer. (laughs) A portion Uh, of the proceeds are going to go to LGBTQ uh, causes and whatnot. Is that like Big Gay Al from uh, South Park? It could be. That's probably his favorite beer. This brewing company said, beer is for everybody, no exceptions. So they thought they put out a brand called Even Gayer. It's all inclusive, just to make it real clear. I mean, they're already selling it. I skull beer here. I skull beer. It's cousin Brewski. Oh, Brewski's selling it, dude. Right, good. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll see how that does. Uh, I think the beer companies have enough money, so I'm not real worried about them. Right. All right. So here's some things you can do that make uh, people instantly dislike you, they claim. So. Uh, give me your thoughts. Uh, first one here is, uh, be careful what you brag about. Uh, people confirm that they strongly dislike self-proclaimed smarty pants, always having to be right. <laughs> Bragging is lame, but it's even worse. It says if you bring about, if you brag about your negative qualities, mm-hmm. I think uh, that's the old job, uh, you know, re- interview trick where it's like, I'm, I'm such a good looking guy. It holds me back in this world because people discriminate <laughs> against my life. I just, I care too much, dude. I care too I, much. It's a terrible quality. <laughs> I hate bragging in general. I think you guys both know that. Like, I, I just don't like to hear someone brag unless you're doing it, uh, to be funny. If you're bragging to be funny, I like it. If you're actually bragging about anything, I hate you. I don't know know if I ever brag or not. I mean, I guess I always put my two cents in on a topic, clearly, based on this show. But bragging, that's a tough one. I don't think I do. Do I? Have I done it on the show? Do I brag about anything? Uh, Well, you brag about your girlfriend. Do I? Do you think so? Well, that's that, not that's, in a bad way. That's not a bad way. I mean, no, but that, that's that's that that's not the same thing. I think what Steve's talking about is someone talking about uh, how much money they make, or yeah, yeah I just closed yeah. this this deal last week, and you know, sure, or, yeah. or you know, that's what the douchebag comments about. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't. You don't brag like that, but yeah, we all have things that we brag about. Yeah, I guess there's a fine line between being proud of something and bragging about something. exactly. Sure. Yeah, let's trick you on. This next one, though, I I have done this on the show, uh, so I guess I'm a douche. But uh, declaring yourself an alpha male is uh, yeah. apparently a sign that you're a, a again. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that they are saying it differently than you've referred to yourself as an alpha male. Yeah. I think the way that they are describing it is that guy that wants to everybody, you know, at the party to know that, like, you know, I'll beat anyone's ass. Like, I'm that guy. Yeah. You know, you or, w- were referring to it in a relationship as you're yeah. usually the one that takes charge. So I don't think it's the same thing. Good. It's kind of like that. You have ever seen that uh, YouTube channel that that Alpha M guy? His name is like Aaron Marino, and I think the reason why he's doing what he's doing is because he's all about five 
five five, and he always tells guys how you're supposed to act and how you, what you're supposed to wear. Yeah, who's the uh, douchebag that just got in trouble uh, for finally? Uh, he's trafficking women. Andrew. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I don't know. Exactly. What I know who you're talking about though. You know who yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah. I was going to ask Brewski. So, you know. Computing, computing, computing. Brewski is computing. Boston Booyah. Here is the answer. Let's check our internet. How are we doing, Brewski? Andrew Tate. Yes, Andrew Tate, dude. He is exactly what you're talking about. I'm the alpha male. And I mean, that's how he makes all his money is convincing uh, young men that have a low self-esteem how to act in life. I mean, that's who he is. It reminds me of the Jersey Shore guys. They were always kind of bragging about being alphas, right? Yes. And and, and, and big surprise, that entire thing, all an act, all, complete, all completely fake. Like all those good. MTV reality shows were, I mean, they were 1% real. And not the real world, dude. Not. The real world was real, as it says in the title. Well, the, for the, the first one I could see being, because that was the first, the first one of that, and they didn't really know what they were going to do. Once you've actually got a few shows under your belt, then the producers get a little wise, and they're like, why don't we do this, and why don't we do that, and... They know how to shape it from episode number one. They know how to do what they do, but it's real. The real world is real, please. The real world was real-ish. My problem with that show was always that it's a contrived situation. You know, you take people and you put them all under one roof. Not that many people would ever live together. You give Mm -hmm. them every show, every season had some glamorous job. Like in Seattle, they all worked at a radio station that we were at. (laughs) So there was always real people put in somewhat unreal situations to see how they would interact with each other. But but, but the the first season that they didn't give them a, a job or anything like that, they put them in the the loft yes yeah. it's just like the bachelor dude i love people who watch the bachelor that think like it's such a love story i'm like this is love dude that first of all you find in two weeks or whatever and second of all you have no stress in your life dude i mean I, of course it's easy to fall in love with just about i can fall in love with brewski romantically if we were on a beautiful enough island <laughs> sure I could fall in love with Brewski in Detroit. That's why I'm <laughs> romantically. Sure. (laughs) Look at that. Well, there you go, Brewski. Maybe I'll go to Detroit after all. I would argue that if there's a camera in your face, you're not being real. Not real. real, You know what I mean? Yes. It also doesn't doesn't hurt either that every single person on that show, male or female, are always really attractive. Yes, Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyone ever tell you they're a certified genius? Apparently, if you uh, brag about your IQ as being a certified genius, equals douchebag we used to have a program uh we had we used to have a producer on this program that was called mensa dude we we dubbed him that i don't know that he called himself that but uh, Uh, he lived up to it my wife is kind of a silent genius but every once in a while she'll she'll smack somebody with with it you know what i mean what yeah. about someone who brags about their like degrees and whatnot? I, I think uh, I've heard that more often than someone flat out saying they're a genius. But, you know, when I was in college getting my master's, blah, 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 blah. it's interesting, dude, because, you know, like uh, I will say I hang out with a lot of lawyers because of my wife's profession and we go to, you know, different uh, functions, stuff like that. Uh, it's more important in a world like that. If they'll make, uh, they'll make statements like, Oh, so-and-so's Ivy league, like, uh, anyone would hire so-and-so he's Ivy league, you know, but if we're just at a party and you're like, I am Ivy league, (laughs) 
<laughs> like, bag. Yeah, yeah douchebag well, for sure. Well, let me ask you this, Brewski. So you're in Boston, obviously the home of Harvard, the most Ivy League of the Ivy League schools. What do locals think about students at Harvard? Are they revered or are they a bunch of snobby douchebags you look down your nose at? When I was in high school in the 80s, you would call somebody a Harvard Barney. That was like another way of calling them like a nerd or something like that. So there, there are the fair share of Harvard students that, that people don't like, but not as a like you don't look at the whole lot of them and say don't like those people gotcha they're not rape artists what yeah they're not known as rape artists no (laughs) that's how that 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 would be that would be yale students like brett kavanaugh oh okay there we go yeah they're just harvard barneys all right well bragging about education we have hit the gavel you're a douchebag all right. How about people that say they're brutally honest? Like, don't take offense. I'm brutally ah. honest. I'm just going to tell it like it is. No, that's an excuse, dude. I always think you that yes. brutally honest is an excuse to be an ass. You know, that's, I, that's exactly what I say all the time when, on the dating apps. Whenever I see women say I'm brutally honest or I have no filter, I'm like, I'm getting I'm getting away from you as fast as I can. Yeah. You just want an excuse to be an a hole. Yeah, I'm a dick, and I don't want to be held accountable for it. I'm just yeah. brutally honest. I always love when people start off a sentence saying, "Listen, I don't mean to be a, a, offensive, or don't take this the wrong way, but like, <laughs> right. you know, you're about to be a douchebag or say something that will be taken the wrong way. Otherwise, you wouldn't need to preface it that way. So. No offense, yeah. but." Right, exactly. I always say, uh, you know, the old expression, like, well, in my humble opinion, I always try to say, in my never humble opinion, and then I go on, because <laughs> nobody's opinion is humble, especially in that situation. You're always about to contradict somebody. So yeah. what do you mean your humble opinion? Then shut up if it's humble. Yeah, you wouldn't be, <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't be giving your opinion. You're right. I would, uh, you know what? Well, I tell people, you may be offended. That's how I would say it. Uh, look, I'm going to say something offensive. You're probably going to be offended. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, let's just be real with each other. Right. Now, having said that on the show, I'm brutally honest, but as we've all had to talk about before, like there's a difference between being on the show and just letting it fly versus if we were all sitting down having beers, I would probably keep some of those opinions to myself. But here on the yeah, program, we are brutally honest. That's the idea. It's called being a civilized human being and, and realizing that that amongst polite conversation and a polite society, you know, you are able to be honest with people, but also be cognizant of their feelings. Not, it's yeah, not being a social jerk. contract, right? Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, if you ever tell someone, I'm an alpha male, so let me be brutally honest with you. <laughs> In my now you're tripling down. The trifecta. <laughs> right. Exactly. On the opposite side of that, what about people that say, hey, listen, I'm a good person, so let me just tell you this, this, and that. I'm a good person. Here, I'm going to be honest with you. I hate people <laughs> who honest? say that. Yeah, I'm going to be real honest. <laughs> Making, I just want you to know that like, sometimes I lie, so this is, I'm going to be honest right now. Uh, uh, this is something that I hate when people say, but I find myself saying it a lot in jest. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> if I say it, it's a joke, but there are those people that show up and they're like, you know, I'm a really good person. Like, I'll be the judge of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you have to tell me, then then right. no, you're not. Right. Yeah, you it's, think it's kind of, you're a good person, but I'll be the fair. judge. There's almost no way you can be a good person if you have to point it out. It should be obvious if you're (laughs) a good person. right. Uh, This infamous Marilyn Monroe quote, you should stay away from. Let's see if we've heard this. If you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. Mm -hmm. Hmm. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me 
at my best. I guess it depends how worst your worst is, right? Isn't that another excuse to be a jerk? Uh, well, this is the only person I could ever imagine taking this statement from as a lover, dude. I mean, not a friend, right? Or even, yeah, I mean, for better or for worse, there, I guess. But well, again, that sounds like an excuse to be a total a hole. Yeah. Well, th- yeah. Th- but here's the thing, though. So th- when women say that, because it's always women that say this, I've never heard a man say that at all. And usually I see it in like dating apps, and that's another red flag. I run away immediately. If you think about it and you think about, what a raging psycho Marilyn Monroe actually was. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she was attractive, yes. And from all the stories like Sinatra and everyone will tell you, she knocked your socks off in the bedroom and all that sort of thing. But you didn't want to spend time around her a whole lot because she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Right. I've known you know? many people in my life that may be beautiful on the outside, but they're butt ugly on the inside, you know? exactly she's crazy all right yes there's a quote here that says this is something toxic people say to try to make themselves sound better that sounds about right plus you're probably a terrible person nine times out of ten so you're just using that as (laughs) i hope the sex is worth it right probably was if she's that crazy uh if you want to lose friends start telling them that quote nobody wants to work anymore or people are only poor because they're just lazy this is something older and unsatisfied uh boomers repeat (laughs) <laughs> uh, when a person hears it, they uh, they see red. So, yeah, nobody wants to work anymore. People are poor because they're lazy. I got a person in my life who says it to me, dude, all the time. And it's a boomer. Well, when we uh, interviewed Richard Battle on our last uh, episode, go check it out if you haven't heard it yet. We interviewed a, a conservative author to try to bridge the gap. And he threw that thing in there. And we are way too far removed from COVID to keep saying, like, all oh, these COVID benefits, no one wants to work anymore. And like, yeah. It's uh, simply not true. It, it, it really goes back to uh, to Reagan, to be honest with you. Reagan's the one that, that had all these conservatives believing that uh, people on welfare were uh, eating big, juicy steaks, the whole welfare queens thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, it's the, yeah, uh, it's the updated version of that. You're correct. Mm, yeah. dude, I've got a uh, person in uh, just, well, their friend group, but they're kind of family friend group. And... Uh, He's a huge Trump supporter, doesn't live in Seattle. And uh, when Trump was not only running, but then in office, he started talking about like, you know, we do, we have a huge issue, all these lazy bastards on, you know, welfare and getting their uh, health from the state and everything like that. So fast forward to not less than six months later, he is on all those things doesn't yeah. work he's on welfare he's getting his health care from the state and uh I, I brought it up to him i was like dude i hate to see the position <laughs> i hate to see the position you're in but this is karma it's uh meet karma this uh, hopefully it's nice to meet her i mean you've been talking crap on these programs to help people for the longest time and now you're a part of every one of them obama phone i mean every one he checked off the list in one fell swoop i uh you're right i think anyone who uh dumps on the people like this in that situation tend to be a douchebag i had a uh i had a general manager at the radio station we're at now uh, before i took the place over that was always railing on you know welfare and welfare queens the whole reagan thing and i came to her one day and i was like there's a new tax program that 
you know, your tax dollars you spend, you, you never know where they go, right? They go to some government coffers and spent on who knows what. So there's a new program that's going to take your tax dollars and it's going to make sure it is spent in your community. And every dollar that you put into this program, you're actually getting a dollar fifty in benefits back to your town. What do you think of that new tax program? <laughs> and this woman was like, brilliant. I am all for that kind of thing. I do want my tax dollars to go in my community. And I explained to her I was talking about food stamps because that's how it works. Poor people don't save money. They spend it. They don't travel. So they're spending that money in your community. And right. there was some survey that showed for every dollar you know you give to welfare, it generates $1.50 in, in return for your uh, for your town your businesses because sure, sure. they're getting the dollar and then their employees can make money they go spend money in the town stimulates the economy exactly so she was all in favor for it when you describe it generically but as soon as i told her what it was she immediately just couldn't take it i'm like you know these are people you're giving real people money to spend in your town businesses you frequent but didn't matter you, she was so fixated you, on not giving people money that she not all people deserve to eat steve come on right. <laughs> how dare they want to nourish their children the nerve of them right well in this whole myth that they're somehow living a great lifestyle living off 300 dollars a month or whatever yeah exactly and by the way the other thing i've said on the radio many times is you know if that few hundred dollars is what stops them from breaking into my car for loose change then i think it's money well spent (laughs) and if they're really that unmotivated of a human that they're just laying around living off 300 bucks a month you, you don't want them out in society anyways so just go ahead and pay them to stay home I always hear the argument of, uh, you know, we should have, we should have more restrictions on what they can purchase with food stamps. You don't buy Twinkies with food stamps. If you really want to just nourish your body, you should be getting vegetables and fruits and yeah. proteins. Like, well, you know what? We live in a free country. You as a woman, if you're getting SNAP benefits, yeah. you cannot you cannot buy a, a box of maxi pads or tampons. You cannot. You cannot spend money on that, and you and you also cannot spend money on toilet paper either. Well, how the hell would a rule like that come about? I mean, what kind of women hate it? Made by a man. Come on, it's a man-made yeah. law. Yeah. I also hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, they just spend the money on drugs." The, the money comes on like a debit card. You can't. Yes. My, my drug dealer never took a visa. All right, what's next on the list, Harness? Uh, only God can judge me. If people <laughs> say that phrase to you. They're a douchebag. And uh, I'm not a big Tupac fan, but it says uh, only God can judge me. It's something that Tupac was able to pull off. But you're not as cool as Tupac. So don't say this phrase. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, you know what? If you want to say that phrase, uh, you should know that everyone's judging you. But maybe God is the only person you care about judging you. But everyone judges you. I can judge you. I judge I judge people all the time. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll, I'll judge you all day long. I don't care what yeah. God's opinion is on the topic. But yeah. That's a sort of saying that you, that's a very belittling thing to say to someone else, though. Like, you don't get to judge me. You're not worthy. Only God can judge <laughs> right. me. Right. Wow. And it's simply not true, even right. in your society of, you know, if you get arrested, you're going to have a judge, judge judge you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, try that in open court. See how that goes over with the judge. You can't judge me. Uh, how about the phrase, I'm a mama bear. <laughs> I'm a mama bear phrase is insufferable and says nothing about your feelings towards your children or how you raise them uh it's a, it's a commentary on yourself sure trying to justify your overbearingness yeah it doesn't hit me hard Did, but if i put thought into it it bothers me didn't sarah palin used to say that about herself like yeah, I, I'm, a, kind of I'm, a, she was. 
I'm a mama bear, and you better not mess with my cubs. (laughs) Uh, We've mentioned phrases that come up on dating apps a lot, and here's one. What's your sign? What's your sign? Um, I I like that one. mm -hmm. Uh, I have the best sign, so I'm always looking for an opportunity to tell people. Why? Why is your the the best? Well, the most well-rounded person that you could possibly get from all the attributes of a horoscope or a a sign. You know, I'm a Pisces, dude. Let's be real. Mm. Come on. Like, I want to tell people. Listen, this kind of goes to me like the the crystals and I don't even religion to some extent. Like, if you're using it as some metric some guiding thing then okay maybe you can gain a little insight but like i um my ex almost almost didn't even continue after her first date because i told her i was an aquarius and she's like nope that doesn't match (laughs) this isn't going to work i'm like that's a pretty definitive thing then she was like oh but you're aquarius cusp so i guess maybe it will work according to this book i read and that book i read i'm like you take it that seriously huh you should have listened to her gut on the first one dude it it proves this point right (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well real deal (laughs) i've had i've had two like really bad relationships and both times both times they were with aries women yeah. And it always it always says that Capricorn men and Aries women do not get along because you're always butting heads. You both want to always be the boss. I don't know what it even means, you know. Yeah. Seriously. So well, you got to read about it if you want to know what it means. You got to read about it, dude. I do read about it. I I, I get things sent to me, and uh, again, I think there's a, a metric there. You can take some guidance from it or whatever. But if you're making hard and fast decisions based on zodiac signs. Mm. I don't know. You're probably a douchebag. <laughs> it's my experience. All right. The last one on here I'm going to throw out, and I um, there, there was a phase in this world where I would have agreed with this, but I don't know that I agree with it anymore. Stating your political views, telling people, uh, I'm on the left, I'm on the right, especially in the world of dating. like That's a deal breaker for me right there. Yes. I put that on my dating profiles. Like If you're a Trump supporter, keep on going. I don't want anything to do with you. I'll tell you where it gets dangerous, and this could be, you know, when we were growing up, I don't know about you guys, but my parents didn't talk politics with other, uh, you know, people. They didn't talk about it. No, no. It just used to be the way it was, and in today's world, it could get dangerous. My cousin uh, and her husband went over. It was like a prom or homecoming recently for kids, and uh, their kid went to homecoming, and so, like, after all the kids left and they took pictures and stuff, they went over to the parents' house, and they were like, hey, there's no reason we can't hang out and have a few drinks, and, you know, if our kids are going out. So... Most of these people had never met, but they went over to one set of parents' house and hung out, had a few beers or whatever. Mm. Uh, they walked down into the basement, and there's like <laughs> flags that say, uh, you know, F you, Brandon. Are you playing the harp over there still, Steve? I don't know what that was. Sorry. <laughs> yes, jamming uh, off the side here. Sorry. So, yeah, there's uh, uh, flags that's like F you, Brandon, and, you know, Trump with a machine gun on the White House lawn and stuff like that. And they walked down into this lion's den and both of these people are liberal yeah and they just look at each other like oh my god like we got to get out of here we, these are not our people <laughs> like no. abort abort they so i think, did them a favor by proclaiming that but yeah so they hung out for i think two beers and it was constantly brought up you know we love it we love it right. so you know i think we got to talk about it now 
Yeah, nowadays, yes. You know, there was a there was a time in this country where both sides. You know, I've always heard this. Both sides are equally flawed, right? Everyone's got their flaws on each side. Sure, I don't agree with that anymore. I mean, yeah. liberals have some <laughs> delusions going on, but the right has just gone so far out of whack. And I would say, if you're doing what you were just describing, like just having some drinks with the neighbors or whatever, like yeah, leave religion and politics out of it. But if you're looking to have an actual relationship with someone and dating or uh, you know, you're trying to become actual friends with people, you better discuss that at some point. Yes. It's going to blow up down the road. It comes yeah. down to values and who, who, what's important yes. to you. Exactly. That's right, Brisky. Yeah. It used to be disagreeing over tax cuts or whatever, but now it comes down to what kind of person you are. So, well, yeah. I mean, wanting people to, to be able to vote and, to, and, and have a democracy, right. you know? So I would say if your statement is I'm a Trumper, I'm on the right, then yes, you're automatically a douchebag. You should not be saying that. But <laughs> it's nothing to brag about. I'd keep it quiet. Yes, you alpha males that want yeah. to brag and be brutally honest about your Trump politics. So yeah. <laughs> good luck with all that. Some all things right. to look out for, things maybe not to say. Although now I always fear that I've just told you what not to say. So you're smart enough not to say it if I meet it's you. Covert now. Yeah, you know. So. They're going to sneak into your life. Yeah. Well, maybe they wouldn't. You know, we I've had plenty of situations where Rachel and I have walked into a party and like within the first five minutes, I'd see a person and she usually agrees with me. Then I'm like, dude, I won't be hanging around with this dude tonight. He's a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And by the end of the night, I'll be like, God, I thought you were a douchebag when I met you. I love this guy. <laughs> you know, so uh, let's just be upfront with each other. We'll tell each other where our politics are, and then that can separate us. But because it's all at this point about human rights, you know. I know how you feel. This is how I feel. Well, let's yeah. just go our own way. You know, sometimes if you can stick to the topic, you know, I, I, I've I've ridden dirt bikes with some people before where we went out, we had a really great fun time. But then back at the staging area, we're packing up the trucks, and then I start to hear some political crap where I'm just like, I, I wish I didn't hear you say that because we were having just a perfectly nice time together. But now yeah. I know you're a moron. So <laughs> that's that. That says a lot, dude, because we never used to talk about it. So we just didn't know who was a moron. Right. Yeah. But times are changing. So. All right, gentlemen, uh, the next time you see me, hopefully I will be tanned and yeah. uh, ready to go for another broadcast of the Vocal Minority. I'm heading to Indeed. meet up with hula women and have some poi. Uh, maybe a little pog juice is my oh. hope. Well, uh, look out for any of these phrases while you're uh, hanging out at the uh, the bar or the wherever on the trip here. Yeah. Know who to avoid now. You're welcome in advance. Thank you very much. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve, Holla Brewski, and uh, that'll do it for today. We yep, bid you find us online at vocalminority.net, find all the socials, and uh, spread the good word, because you're obviously a good person if you're listening this far into the show. This is the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve.